0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At the time, the Lord appointed 72 others, whom he sent ahead of him in pairs, to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few, so ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. In whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same way and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborer deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another, Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. Whatever town you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, the dust of your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. I tell you, It will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day than for that town. The 72 others, the 72 returned rejoicing and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, Do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord Today, uh, in the church, I'd say. I'd say more in American church, but throughout the world, there's kind of a crisis in vocations. It's a crisis in vocations, especially uh, to the priesthood. And so we hear in the gospel today this line, The harvest is abundant, but the labors are few. And actually, uh, we put that uh, line on the traveling chalice that we've been sending around. Hopefully you've seen the traveling chalice. Some different families have taken it to be able to pray for vocations. And that often references, especially when we hear that, think of the priesthood, right? Think that uh, the uh, harvest is abundant, right? There's lots of sacraments to be given, lots of people to be evangelized, and the laborers are few. And so we need more, right? We need more for the harvest out there. So we need more priests. And so there's different ways that we can go about this, right? Uh, Some other mainline Protestant churches have you know, started to change the objective. You know, right? Maybe you can pay priests more, right? Ministers more. That that might work a little bit, but but uh, not really. Uh, some have you know said, well, you can get married, right? That that'll fix the problem. If we allow women, that'll be that'll fix the problem. But it seems that Catholic Church isn't the only one who's having problems with getting ministers or pastors. In fact, those who have very loose rules and open it up to uh, that general also have problems getting ministers and pastors to be able to work in the vineyard in that way, so it 's not necessarily one of those just kind of you know those things if we just change that that 'll fix the problem no there's there 's a deeper problem in the culture and in what the expectation is as well within the priesthood. you know some other ways that we can go about it is maybe we can have you know round up all the young, single Catholic men and send them off to seminary, and hopefully some of them stick, right? Maybe one way. Every single young Catholic male, hey, have you thought about the priesthood? You'd make a great priest, right? And hopefully some of it will stick, right? Maybe we can uh, educate more, which is important. Uh, we can talk about it more. We can maybe have snazzy posters, you know, with a, with a hipster priest, you know, and like, hey, have you thought about the priesthood? Right, that'll that'll fix it. We can sometimes get the idea as well that maybe the way to fix it is we just need to work harder at it, right? If we put more energy into it in different different things, that'll fix the problem. But when we see a problem, we shouldn't just try to start fixing it with our own ideas. First, we should look to Jesus and say, how does he deal with these problems? How does he deal with this? And actually he tells us how to deal with this problem. He says the harvest is abundant but the labors are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out labors for his harvest. So we, we already have the cue, right? We have the primary thing. Now those other things, right, they, they might help, right, to talk about the priesthood or vocations in general. But The primary thing that we should do when we see that crisis of laborers for the vineyard is not first just try to labor more and try to fix the problem ourselves, but actually realize that God actually wants the harvest more than we want it. He wants people to be priests more than we, we want it. He wants more people to come to church than we want. And so what are we called to do? What does Jesus tell us to do? Ask. Pray. Ask the master of the harvest. Now, what's amazing is that in this very phrase, in the very act of seeing that problem and saying, we need need more people to work, right? So we can sometimes have the the temptation to then work harder ourselves. But when we follow Jesus, uh, what he says, you know, ask and we pray... What's amazing is that we actually accomplish what we're asking for. In what way? Well, this passage uh, is interpreted sometimes as the priesthood. But I would say it's, it's not exclusive, okay? It's not as if the priesthood are the ones who do all the laboring, right? They're up here, they're saying the prayers, and then great, everybody else can do whatever they want, Right? Right? The priest is the one who evangelizes people, who talks to people. He's the one who brings them into the church, and everybody else just watches. We can sometimes get that idea sometimes in the Catholic world, right? Priests and nuns, they teach, they do everything, but, but we, you know, we can't do that. No, actually, this passage is not just talking about priests. It's talking about all baptized Christians. Because all baptized Christians are laborers in the field our labors in the vineyard and so when we notice that like wow more work needs to be done well one of the things that might be the case is that we haven't been doing our work ourselves right we're watching other people and like wow why aren't, why aren't they working well maybe we're not doing what God is calling us to as well but when we ask the labor of the harvest we all of a sudden get directed in a way of what are we called to do in this harvest in this labor ourselves to not just labor ourselves in our own way that we want to, I think about it i don 't know very much about farming or harvesting, really, you know, uh, and if you really didn 't know anything, you could pick unripe things or, or harvest at the wrong time and you'd be like, look, look, I got all this uh, i 'm so fruitful i 'm so successful. Look at all these all these uh, green blueberries that i 've got well no, uh, you did your own thing in the harvest and, and you weren't really directed by the master of the harvest. Ask the master of the harvest to bring out more laborers. One of the other problems that we can sometimes have is that we see that problem and so we say, well, we've, there's an abundant harvest and it's going to go bad if I don't do something about it so now I've got to work even more. Well, no, Jesus asks us to pray, and we can sometimes, sometimes then actually discard prayer, and I know it's one of the huge temptations for me as a priest, because, right, ministry is harvest, so, so I've got to go out and I've got to go do those things, or else they won't get done, but I've got to realize, right, I'm not Jesus, I'm not the Messiah, I need to ask the Lord to direct me and I need to pray always in order to be able to minister at all. To be able to do anything else. And that I can't put doing work or labor over the place of prayer. And we ourselves can sometimes do that as well in the own way that we try to minister to people. We try to minister to people and do the right thing over what Jesus asks us. To pray to ask for other laborers as well to come into the vineyard to multiply the work there. Now, one of the other things that can happen with that is when we, when we kind of try to do all the labor ourselves is that we actually push other people out. Sometimes there needs to be an open gap and actually an opportunity for somebody else to step in. If there's no openness, then there's no place for somebody to step in. And sometimes it's okay to not get everything done. Not everything done by ourselves if we're not called to it. But in this labor, we also have to be very careful that we don't get a misunderstanding of what this labor in the vineyard is about. Okay? One of the temptations can be is if I'm successful, then I'm doing it right. Or if I'm successful, like that's the most important thing. Like the most important thing in this evangelization of other people is to get them to Mass on Sunday. And that if we fill up the church, then we're perfect, right? Then we've got it. But not necessarily. So Jesus challenges that in multiple places. He challenges it in this gospel, but he also challenges it in another place that I love. And he says, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my heavenly Father. And people will say, well, wait, but we cast out demons in your name. Like, how are we not... Your disciples, how do we not get to heaven? How are we not doing your will? Well, because you weren't asking me. You weren't You were doing my work, but you weren't asking me. You were doing other work in my name that wasn't my work. And Jesus as well kind of challenges them here. They come back rejoicing. Because they were successful, right? They were able to cast out demons in Jesus' name. And Jesus says, hey, that's good. That's important. That's important labor, right? We want people to come to Mass on Sunday. We want people to be here. Not saying that that's not good. But nevertheless, the most important thing. He says, nevertheless, do not rejoice because because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. We need to remember that it's not all about success or numbers or what we think of as fruitfulness, but that the most important thing is that we do the will of our Heavenly Father, that we ask Him and that we do what He asks us to do. The crisis today in the priesthood is certainly bad, but the crisis in all vocations is especially bad. And I think partly because we don't understand what the Lord's will for us in our life is. It's not our will that we want to do. It's not success that God wants out of us. He wants faithfulness. And within the priesthood and religious, every single priest and religious come out of a family. And our families are assaulted today more in this culture than ever before. And so I know for myself, the family is so incredibly important. And as a priest, I feel a special call to pray for families, to be there to minister because they need our help and they are the future of the church. But in that, we need to recognize that families are not just about having 20 kids, right? That's not the fruitfulness of family. Although that is very fruitful, right? Um, but the fruitfulness, the, what God is calling every family is to be faithful. To be a family that prays together. A family that comes to Mass together. A family that, that discerns God's will for their life. And as the children see their parents do that, as they talk about it, well, the kids will be able to grow up not just saying, what do I want out of life? But hey... What does God want out of my life? When we live that out in our family, is when we start to discern, and when we ask the Master of the Harvest to send out labors, where well, we start to teach and we start to go out into the vineyard or in the har- to work on the harvest as well. May we always recognize that the Lord desires more of the harvest than we ourselves desire. And that he wants us to be faithful and with him more than just being successful or complacent or without pain, right? But instead, Jesus calls us to follow him wherever he might call us. Even on a crazy mission, like he sent the 72 today with no money, uh, like lambs among wolves. It was a bad gig for them, right? They, they didn't get anything, and they just had to go to these random villages and hope that somebody took them in. We ourselves are sometimes called to the unknown, sometimes not given all the gifts or all the structure or resources that we want, but yet God still calls us forth out into that. And when we listen to Him and when we go out in poverty is actually when we're most fruitful, not in our way, but in God's way. And so may we be faithful to him here, so that we might be fruitful in his way. Rejoicing not just in the fact that we have a beautiful, full church today, but thankful to the fact that we're faithful, that we get to pray in the Adoration Chapel, that we get to pray here with Jesus Christ here today, and that we continue to be faithful and pray that our names are written in heaven.